Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Daniel Rota, and with me I have Father Eli Gieske. How are you doing today, Father? Good. Good. Good to be on the show with you, Daniel. Good. Yeah. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining. It's starting to warm up a little bit. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. Uh, j- just in time for Lent. Yeah. Days are getting longer too. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's been it's been noticeable and yeah. a little. I feel like you know there's always a little bit of like a kind of gives you a little hope. Yeah. Even <laughs> even as we go into Lent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's just it's just like just just good for the like mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. okay, mental state. Light. Yeah. Yeah. And other good news, uh, I think they found out what the water problem was at the rectory. Oh, yeah? So I'm going to have water. That's Yay. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Been, been out of water since Saturday morning. So. Yeah, Lent had come early for Father Eli. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was without power this morning, but that, but that, that's all figured out now, yeah. too, right? Yeah, I think so. I think more of a Minnesota power thing or something. So. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, especially in, like, this week when it's in, the ne- in like, negative temperatures. It's like this isn't the, the the time for the power to go yeah, out. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, well, uh, anything going on this week? I mean, I, I guess I mean, well, Lent. Lent, yeah. Lent is going on. Lent is happening on tomorrow, so we have masses at eight Holy Family noon and seven p.m. here at St. Lawrence. Um, then Friday we have our first Stations of the Cross six thirty here at St. Lawrence, followed by evening prayer. Uh, which we'll be hopefully helping people to learn about. Some I'm, I know Father Ryan did that, so should be shouldn't be totally new. But um, so it'll be Friday, Sunday we're doing a six thirty Holy Hour down at Holy Family, and then the following week we have adoration through the night uh, on Tuesday into Wednesday here at Saint Lawrence. So they're extending the hours for that adoration time. So all that was in the bulletin. This past weekend, and yeah. it's on the website. Yep, yep, it's on, on the website. Uh, so if you, yeah, if you didn't write everything down, then you can go onto the website yeah. or uh, bulletin. Take a peek. It's also the right of election this weekend for those who are in the RCIA, right of Christian initiation for adults. So they are going to the cathedral at two thirty on Sunday. So you can pray for them, pray for those candidates. I forget how many exactly we have between the three parishes. Uh, well, I guess it's technically five parishes because. We're with St. James um, and Margaret Mary. Is it Margaret Mary or St. Elizabeth? St. Elizabeth, I think. Yeah. Margaret Mary got torn on. Sorry, Margaret Mary. Um, so, yeah, we got some people coming into the church, praying about it, thinking about it, discerning it. So pray for them. Um, yeah. And d- does that mean that they're like, well, I'm just going, I'm taking the next step? Or does that mean that they're like, no, I'm, I'm going to do this? Uh, it means I'm taking the next step. I'm thinking I'm going to do this. Maybe I'm still not 100%, but I'm I'm leaning towards, like, this okay. is what I'm planning to do. Yeah. So people that are not 100% can still come, and they have and are coming to the class on Tuesdays, but they don't necessarily take this step yet. So sometimes it takes people longer, and that's fine. Yeah. So. Okay. Great. Great. Well, before we get into our uh, main topic, do you want to open us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we pray that you would guide us in our discussion today. We also pray for our parishes as we go into this season of Lent that we could be open to encountering you in a deeper way, in a more powerful way, in a way that changes our lives and helps us to live uh, the life of heaven 
and to to uh, aim uh, in the right direction to to come to know you, come to serve you better. And we ask these things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. So what are we okay. talking about today? Um, well, today we are talking about fasting. Fasting. Yeah, we're talking about fasting. We're talking about uh, mortification. Mortification. Self-denial. Self-denial. And then that word that I keep pronouncing wrong, asceticism. You got it. Asceticism. There we go. I keep I keep on saying asceticism. Asceticism. Which is not the same thing. Yeah. Asceticism is basically saying that something looks good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And asceticism. The room we're sitting in is aesthetically pleasing the way the sisters laid out the books in the library. Yeah. And then asceticism without the T yeah. is... Uh, I guess I guess I don't know what the actual definition is, but it, but it's basically like the practice of denying oneself. I mean, ascetic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, like living in a a simpler, more focused way, perhaps is another way of putting it. We often think of the ascetics as those who are like monks in the desert somewhere, really dire. But it can be just I'm more ascetic in my life if I choose simpler things and live a simpler in terms of possessions and so forth life yeah so there's lots of ways it could be applied in our everyday lives too so the 21st century americans would be a good example of (laughs) of being not ascetic typically (laughs) oh oh, okay okay (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, yeah, i think uh especially you know we're, we're on our way into lent Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. and uh, you know one of the two days in the church where we're asked to fast. Yeah, um, I guess in a very specific way. Um, and then the other one being Good Friday. Good Friday, yeah. and then every you know Friday in Lent, we're asked to abstain from meat. Yeah, and uh, and really, other than that, I mean the church does ask us to fast every Friday, but it's kind of very vague with it. Yes, very vague. So we're we're encouraged to abstain from meat, but if we don't want to do that, we can do something else in place of it, these kinds of things. And yeah, the it's said in such a way that many people have kind of just said, oh, we don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Which, which, yeah, which probably isn't that helpful for anyone. Yeah, actually, yeah. but, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's definitely something that, through like looking out through the his- history of the church, there's a, a, a very long history, of, fasting and. Yeah, comes from the Bible too. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. J- Jesus fasted. Yeah. For Jesus fasted. So, why shouldn't we? <laughs> Correct. All right. That's gonna be the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fast, everyone, fast. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I think I think it's just something that we, we really kind of lost in today's age. And I don't know, maybe we're getting back to it. Maybe it's something yeah. that, uh, I mean, I guess throughout my time, just like in college and then just being, um, just kind of growing up in the faith, it's definitely something that in the last five, ten years I've heard a lot more of mm-hmm. and um, been challenged to do more. Yeah. So that's something that, yeah, I guess I don't maybe as a church we're kind of getting back to like a healthy place with it. Yeah, I think we're the balance, right? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like many of the things we've talked about in terms of where the church has been in the last 50 years. We were 
maybe one way, and then we swung through the pendulum the other way, and now we're trying to find where's that middle place that's equally aware of the importance of fasting and, and, and asceticism, but not so much uh, so harsh in it that it becomes um, sort of this obstacle to me living my faith or an obstacle to me inviting others to the faith or, you know. And I think it's always, too, that the church always wants to encourage us to do things out of a free desire versus here's what you have to do and um, don't be joyful as you do it. You know, like I think mm-hmm. sometimes when we, when we hear the word obligation or expectation, sometimes our sense is like, oh, this is so... This, taking away my freedom or you know i don't i don't do it willingly or, or with joy but i do it with a feeling of kind of heaviness and like oh this is this is really hard for me so i think i think the church i would say in its in its best way of speaking about this has tried to be more encouraging people to fast and abstain and be ascetic but to do so in a way that it brings joy to your life in a sense of sharing in this uh, experience of growing closer to Christ through this. So, but it's, it's not always easy to balance. So yeah, it's got, that's why we're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I liked what you said of like, like when you, we have the two extremes and maybe like one of those extremes being like, if we're so focused on just fasting that we aren't actually like, we don't actually live out our faith. That reminds me of, the, I think it was the gospel uh, within the last couple of weeks, or I don't know, maybe I just read it, but... Why do your apostle, your disciples not fast? Yeah, 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 yeah where, where uh, and, and, and even the one of, like, uh, the Pharisees were talking to, they're mad at Jesus because their, his disciples were, like, picking the wheat off. Oh, yeah, the and, heads and, of the grain. Yeah, yeah and they're, because they were, like, working on the Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's kind of just, and how many times they used like the Sabbath as just like an excuse or they were like super rigid. And, and he was like, it was not like I was, we, we were not made for the Sabbath. The Sabbath was made okay, for yeah, us. Yeah. And it's kind of the same with fasting, right? Mm-hmm. Like we weren't made to fast. Right. Fasting was created like for us to help like mm-hmm. grow closer to the Lord. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. So kind of like a thought like that. And I guess maybe before we really, dive into uh like what a good balance of fasting and asceticism is or could be in our lives what what has like the historical i don't know what has why was why is fasting a thing and why uh why do we do that as a church and how has it been maybe lived out yeah i I don't claim to be an expert on this but i think there's something about when we can say no to our bodies to our desires whatever desires they are i mean that we people talk about like the three drives you have sleep drive you have a hunger drive and then sex drive like these are all things that kind of motivate us to do things on a very basic level and so fasting is to kind of say no to this drive of hunger for a greater good so um you know if i if i can if i can learn to say no to my desire in this realm then I can say no to my desire in realms of temptation or realms of, uh, you know, overeating or whatever. And I would say definitely if we look at our culture, we tend to be 
uh, an indulgent cu- culture. We, we indulge ourselves too much. Um, and, and when we do that, when we are living in, in an indulgent way, we've, we oftentimes have a hard time saying no to our desires, even if they're disordered or if they're not placed in the right way. And that's kind of where the history of it comes from in the Jewish faith, in the Christian tradition, um, in the church. It's always been kind of based in this, if I can deny myself, it allows me to say yes more freely because I, I have control over my appetites, if that makes sense. So I, I think that's where the church has always come from is um, to deny myself in the f- area of food. If it, even if it's just like I'm, I'm not totally going whole hog fasting, but I'm just, you know, people talk about like I'm going to not put sugar in my coffee or I'm, I'm going to not have seconds. I will have first but not seconds. I don't need to eat to satiation, which is like I'm full. I can eat to where I'm like content and have enough food to be like have the energy I need to do my work today. So um, I think it's an, an area where we don't have a lot of experience as a culture and therefore it's kind of a mystery and it can be a little scary or a little um, hard to really have a context in which to talk about it because we, we don't do it very well. So if you only fast twice a year, you're not going to be very good at it. So, Yeah, yeah and I, I, I've heard some like... Uh, some funny, just like at like listening to talks or something where uh, when people have been talking about fasting and there was like one guy, maybe it was like Matt Frad or Jason Everett or something like that because he was talking about fasting um, as like to fight temptation. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you can't say no to a cookie, how are you going to be able to like say no to a beautiful woman to, or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I to, can see them saying something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> like if you can't, uh, if you can't, yeah, if you can't say no to like something small, how are you going to say no to something big? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of this idea of building up your tolerance to say no to yourself. Yeah. Start with something that's doable, which food is kind of one of those things where it's kind of on us, right? Uh, those other drives, sleep. Yeah. I mean, we need sleep to some degree, but we could, you know, that that one's another area where we can fight fight off laziness or whatever. Um, the sex drive, um, obviously there's an air, lots of area for growth there, but that one's a little bit more dangerous to kind of tamper with, so you have to be careful. Food is a kind of a safe place to kind of work on this idea of self-denial. So, Yeah, and um, I, I think also like the, with fasting and ases- uh, asceticism. Asceticism. I, it's like every every time I say it, I like... I don't know, I like pause halfway through. I'm like, am I saying it right? Yeah, okay. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think something that's very, uh, really, I guess, like, interest that I find interesting about it is that there's so many different uses for it mm-hmm. because you can, you can do it to be like, okay, I need to, like, I'm going to deny myself so that I can even just, like, maybe connect with Jesus more. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, at least from what I'm, I understand there, like there is a dynamic of like, if we, because it's not like maybe intense suffering, but if I can cause myself to be or my life to be a little bit harder, I can actually like, like connect with the Lord in that way, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Yeah, it, there's lots and lots of intellectual saints like Saint Thomas Aquinas, Saint Augustine would say things like. If if I'm if they were struggling with some question or were trying to figure something out, they would fast like as a way to 
try to open it up or try to be more open to what is God saying here in this passage or in this uh, virtue that I'm trying to describe or talk about or whatever. So there's a sort of component there where even on the intellectual level, and and you kind of get a sense of this too in, in like Native American spirituality, they, they fast and they go on these to go like meet their spirit animal or whatever. You hear these things. I don't know if that's true or not, but so there's a, on a, on a physical level, when you deny your body food and, and drink, um, it kind of make, makes you more aware maybe on a spiritual level or allows you to be kind of more connected on a spiritual level. So there's that sense too, where, like you were saying, like this allows me to be more connected to God or, or have a more dependence upon God. So, um, but I would say you're not going to do that like the first time you fast, right? It has to be yeah, sure, yeah. something you yeah. kind of build into. So these guys fasted all the time or often. And so for them to fast was different than like when we fast these days, many of us, it's like, oh, this is so hard. I've gone like four hours without eating and, uh, you know, whatever. It's all I ate was rice. You know, that that's like a hard fast for us. And, you know, it's it's where we are. You know, if, if that's your fast, great. But, you know, hopefully over time, our fast becomes more about we get to the point where it becomes fruitful in the sense of we connect with the Lord, not just like sit there going, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry, I'm so hungry. <laughs> you know, I don't know what people uh, experience like on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday, but if you if that's the only day you fast, I imagine there's a lot of that kind of feeling. So Yeah, and I, I would, I've definitely had the thought too, and I've heard have heard this in like homilies that I probably don't eat any more on a normal day, but just the fact that you're like, okay, like this is my last meal for like six yeah. six hours or yeah, something yeah. like that. Last, <laughs> and you're like, it's only like you know an apple and a piece of toast or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay, now I now I have to like conserve this energy. Or yeah, I don't know yeah. when you like think about I it. I need to go in hibernation mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just it's just funny because you're like on a normal day, like oh actually I like missed breakfast this morning and I didn't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. And now it's been. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just it's just funny when we're Mental aware game. of it. You yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Mike, another kind of guess use for fasting can be like offering it up as like prayer, mm-hmm. right? I, I I heard offering for others, yeah, uh, yeah, or an yep. intention or something. yeah, offering for yep an intention or for others. I've I've heard uh, in a talk once he's like Father Larry Richards, right. who you know he 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 was kind of like a or he is I guess, I think he's still alive, <laughs> but he, uh, like he he talks to a lot of men and like boys mm-hmm. and uh, I remember one, one thing that he said that really stuck out to me was if somebody's annoying you like fast for them like like he, he said like uh, if somebody says something that annoys you or if somebody just annoys you in general uh, then fast for them for a month and then you can start complaining about them <laughs> and I was just like okay you know fair enough yeah, like that's yeah. a that's a good like you know pray and fast for them and yeah. that's something I've heard too um, especially with a lot of like chastity talks, mm-hmm. uh, is like prayer and fasting mm-hmm. because like one without the other is to a certain extent it, it's not as it's not as successful or right, right. you know fruitful. Yeah. So yeah, and it's interesting too. A lot of the Marian apparitions that we might be familiar with, like Lourdes and Fatima. I'm not sure about Knock, but uh, th- a lot of them talk about like pray and fast. Like Our Lady is encouraging us as a church, as a, as individuals. To pray and fast for, uh, for reparation, for 
for sinners, for conversion of the world, all these kind of things. And, uh, you know, so there's another aspect, kind of what you're saying about offering up prayers or, or for an intention. I mean, that's something we can all do on a regular basis, but um, we don't hear about it very often. It's sort of like something you have to kind of be intentional about, you know. And so, yeah, it's definitely something we could probably all grow in, you know. And what, what it's it's one of those things that's hard to measure, too. Like, if we all fasted as a parish for something, you know, whether it's to grow closer as a parish, to be more open to God's will in our parish, to you prayed for our next bishop, you know, whatever our intention was, like, that would definitely have an effect. Um, but it's something it's hard to measure, you know, like, how how into it are we all? Uh, you know, and it's something we, as humans, we instantly want to compare, like, well, I'm fasting more than so-and-so, and I'm like, da-da-da-da-da. Like, depending on your body type, depending on your um, age, all these things, you're going to, your fasting should probably look a little different, you know? So, I mean, we... We don't need to go to that place where we compare ourselves, or but if we all just intentionally fasted, um, that would have an effect on our parish, definitely. So, yeah. Um, I guess is is there any other like uses for fasting, or a lot of people use it as, 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 as a sort of a dietary thing, like. I want to. I want to lose some weight. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> well, well, that th- th- that is something though because, uh, I like. Are you familiar with uh, intermittent fasting? Uh, I've heard of it. Yeah. So it's it's it's, I would say it's pretty popular in just like the secular world. Yeah. Right, right now. now. Right now. And yeah. it's just the idea of like I'm not like I'm just restricting my like intake, intake window mm-hmm. of when I'm going to eat food, which could be you know like noon to eight or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and it's it's mainly like, like like a dietary thing and um like i'm i'm really interested by a lot of that kind of stuff so i'll like you know watch videos and stuff and and just hearing people talk about fasting and just like even just from a totally like like n- nutrition standpoint mm-hmm. and it's like yeah sure it's you know if you fast for like three days straight that's maybe not super healthy for you, mm-hmm. but it also like just recalibrates us as like humans, mm-hmm. just like our bodies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, there has like, I can totally see that being true also for just for like our minds, for our like spiritual side of just like, you know, having this fasting, doing like detoxes mm-hmm. or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, Sometimes I mean I I remember in college I would have lens from like I want to work on fasting or whatever but sometimes it wasn't the best motivation and I already hear people talk like oh, I want to lose weight or so I'm going to fast and it's like well that's not really what we're all about it's not about losing weight it's about being open to God it's about you know it's a prayer in a sense it's about self denial so but there might be some connections there and and definitely I'm I'm sure there's connections when it comes to like our well-being as a human person, just on the physical level. So, yeah, it is. It is interesting to see how uh, even the secular world has value for some of these spiritual practices that we we probably do them for different reasons, but they kind of get at some of the same things. So, yeah. Uh, and I, I guess even like switching the conversation a little bit more, more geared towards just like mortification type mm-hmm. of things. Because mm-hmm. I don't know, that's like a it's kind of a, a broader term. A, a scary word. Yeah, man. Mortify. You know, uh, mortification and this idea of 
almost like intentionally doing things that make us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you hear, which I, I, I think this is maybe the side of like where things look really like scary and intense or be like, oh, well, we don't do that anymore. Like we're, we're not, we're like, we, that was like, we did that years ago. We don't, we don't wear you know? hair shirts and, yeah. and spike things yeah. and lash ourselves and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't wear pebbles in our shoes or, I don't know, maybe, maybe some people still, some, still do that. Some people but, might, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I think that the, the idea of like, yeah, like lashing ourselves yeah. or something yeah. like that, like, like, like that's something that was a practice at yeah. some point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, we don't do that anymore for the most. I mean, I'm, I don't know, maybe somebody does that, but. There's probably somebody out there who does, but. Yeah. And it, it's not necessarily that even that maybe for one person that might be something that's okay, you know, like Jose Escriva used to apparently do that and whatever. I mean, it's, I think for most of us, we're not there where that's helpful, <laughs> but maybe at a certain point, uh, there's, there could be some spiritual gain that is, is there, but I. Uh, for the vast majority of people, I don't think it's something we need to worry about or con- concern ourselves with thinking about. Like, should I be scourging myself more? Like, no, you shouldn't. Like, if if that's a question, then no. You know, if 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 it's if you're a saint and you're super holy, then you can at least ask, take, ask you, the question. You can ask the question, but until then, don't even worry about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, but that's um. Mortification is a scary word, I think, for for us. But it, it's funny because it, to mortify ourselves might mean for us like I'm not going to watch Netflix or I'm I'm not going to um, go on the internet for the evening or something. Mm-hmm. I, to mortify ourselves is just basically to to cut down on something that distracts us, maybe, or or it's again kind of trying to help us move away from some connection to something that isn't necessarily helpful for us so um to mortify mortify our flesh mortify our desires um at the seminary when i was in college seminary um one of the things that they would do is a media fast so on fridays no media like no no movies no internet you know you you could check your email for class or whatever but um, you weren't supposed to be doing anything personal online or with electronics and that was a huge mortification for most of us because we were coming from a world where we were sort of immersed in that and and i would say it's probably the same today you know so um so there's lots of ways to mortify ourselves but the idea is i don't just pick random things i pick things that uh, taking this away or lessening it is going to help me be more um spiritual more connected to god have more time in my life for the things that I should be doing or ought to be doing rather than um, distracting myself. So, yeah. But it's a huge realm, right? Because everybody's different. So Yeah. Like, I'm going to mortify myself by giving up Facebook and instead watch Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. That, that might yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not super helpful, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to mortify myself by eating more chocolate because, um, you know, it's just, I don't like it. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, like throughout, I guess my life and having some different things, and I, th- I think the more you like go, you fast and do mortification, you kind of think about, oh, like I really don't like this. Why don't I like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. one is like, is it because it's just 
it doesn't, maybe I don't like it because it's actually not helpful and it's just annoying. Or it's like, I don't like it because it really strikes a chord and it like tugs at, like, mm-hmm. I know I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. this as much as I do or something like that. Right. Right. right yeah. Cause there could be like, like there, like, uh, like one thing that I'll do periodically is do like cold showers. And that's something that it's like, I really don't like it <laughs> because well, one, I don't know if it, I, I mean, I think maybe eventually you kind of get used to it. Like I've done it a couple of times for like a long period of time and you kind of get used to it. But still there's, there's some, some days where you're like, no, I'm not doing, I'm not going to do this today. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking a shower today. <laughs> and it's, and it's and like, sometimes it's like, man, it's like you just jump in there for, I don't know, a minute and a half. Do and your it, thing. And, and, uh, and then, but there's some days which like, you know, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. <laughs> and uh, I'll, th- I'll just think to myself, like, what a weird, like, like what a weird mindset. Yeah. And just, I don't know, see myself like after the fact or all, I, I, I don't know if you've had that kind of experience, but maybe with something else. Or, yeah, I, I definitely have. I, yeah. But it would, you just, I guess I've, what I'm trying to say is I like, just realized my attachment to mm-hmm. something to just like a comfort. Yeah. Cause I know like, okay, if I jump in this cold shower it's not going to kill me i'm going to be fine and i'm actually going to feel better mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. but i still don't want to because it's going to be uncomfortable yeah and just like realizing yeah. that about myself yeah yeah so. no there's there's lots of things like that in my life too i think and every once in a while they kind of crop up and you're like uh, i think the lord has asked me to cut down on this or get rid of it for me i'm, I'm the kind of person that it's hard for me to just lessen it it's almost easier for me to just cut it off. And yeah. so when it comes to whether it's media usage or foods or certain kinds of foods or certain um, just whatever it is, I, it's like I just have to be more like, hmm, I'm not very good at moderating. So it's, yeah. it's kind of an on or off switch. So Yeah, I I, I agree because it's, yeah, sometimes it's easier to just not have any of the cookies and like mm-hmm. put them in the cupboard rather yeah. than like I'm just going to have one. Yeah. And then you were like sitting there thinking about the next one. We already, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely a, it's a it's a challenge for some. And I think maybe it has something to do with your personality type or whatever or your disposition. Some people can just moderate fine. Like my my younger brother, um, he he would be the kind of person like have like a stash of candy after Halloween and he could just eat like one piece a day and not a big deal. Whereas me, it was like, ah, like Garfield, like. (laughs) mowing it down like that week until like you're sick practically every day and it's just not a good thing so like i just had to start saying nah i gotta give it all away otherwise i'm just gonna be sick so yeah 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 and i I think you know yeah kind of like what you're saying that we can kind of recognize like okay that's what i need to like work on or i can do like a fasting or or mortification kind of Mm -hmm. based on stuff that i know that i will like struggle with or that kind of like right because that's the whole idea is right to to work on areas where we struggle and to be more um free you know freedom in the sense of i can say no or i can say yes if i can't say no to myself that i'm not free in this area and that's that's the whole idea of fasting asceticism um i mean some some of the idea i mean there's like we talked about there are other purposes but um, a lot of it is finding freedom in our life. And when, when we live in a culture that says freedom is doing whatever I want, whenever I want, and as much as I want, like, 
that doesn't really jive with the Christian idea of freedom, which is freedom is to be able to do uh, what we ought to do, and it's and it's a choice, and it's a choice we feel free to do, rather than it's really a struggle, you know. Um, it, like uh, different professors or whatever will talk about the story of like two two boys who um, are, have different dispositions. One, they, they come home from school and there's cookies on the counter and there's a little sign that says, do not eat or something like that. My mom would often do this. And uh, one boy goes in there and he like smells it and like, oh, this smells really good. But there's a sign there that says, don't eat. So, okay, I'm not going to eat. The other one goes in there and like thinks about like, oh, if I could just take one, no one would notice. Da, 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 da. And they, they really struggle. Like, who's the virtuous one? Some people would say, well, the second one, because he really struggled with it. But then he said, no, I, I better not. But we would actually say that the first one who had freedom, like it wasn't that hard for him to say no to his appetite. He has more freedom in that area of his life, you know, in the area of cookie eating, he's more free. So, but, you know, we could apply that to just about anything, any appetite in our life. And so when we are more free, we are more free to do what we're supposed to do um, in that area. So. Yeah, yeah, and I, uh, I think that's that's great talking about that too because it's just the point of like yeah like everything that we're gonna be doing for this next you know month and a half or whatever during Lent, mm-hmm. it's not just to be like oh I need to deny myself because that's what we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. you know, it's all geared towards like like how can I you know offer this up, how can I like grow, grow closer to the Lord and how can I like help myself to be able to like kind of realize that I don't need a lot of like these things, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like be able to, to choose whatever like is good. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's kind of in some sense, part of what the season of Lent is about is finding freedom to be with the Lord. Um, and preparing for Easter, of course. So that's one thing that we always have to remember: we fast so that we can feast. You know, we don't we don't just fast just for the sake of fasting. So. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's that's great because yeah, if we fast just for the sake of fasting, then there's not any like there's no reason to. That doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like the 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 whole experience of Christianity. Living this life is sort of like a fast for the feast of heaven. Like we deny ourselves certain things. We we try to live a certain way. We try to follow what God asks of us, rather than just going whole hog and just sticking our nose and our face in every little enjoyment that we can ever find. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. we're meant to live in a certain way so that we can freely enter into the feast of heaven. So, yeah, that's great. I think that's a great place to to end unless you have any final thoughts or no this is a good topic i think uh i hope all of you listeners find freedom in fasting and uh explore it try it out give it a give it a shot great well thank you father for for joining and thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you again next week